Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. All right, let's sit and get started. I was just looking at Pastor Betty Dorica here and marveling at the goodness of God. I remember the first time I met her, uh, we had gone to Nairobi for something and they came to the airport and I remember distinctively Pastor Betty and uh, Wakesho. I remember those two that time. Wait, wait, was that like 2020 or something? Oh, 2021. 21, yeah. And now to see them serving and growing and leading churches. Oh, yeah. Say, I'll be there. Now, shepherds, of course, you're here to learn how to become an excellent shepherd. But don't forget that God wants to minister to you. He's interested in you. You know, sometimes we might think God is only interested in the work. Yes, God is interested in the work. But he's interested in you because without you, the work can't get done. That's why we love pastors here. We love shepherds. We take our time to make sure you're okay. All right? So... That I want you to hold that conviction deeply that you are not a number, you are not a, a statistic, you are not a donkey. <laughs> Burden bearing beasts. <laughs> you are a son, a daughter of God. Amen. We have a team here from Kigali. Kigali team, can you stand up? Oh, yes. Thank you for coming. In fact, one of them is called Ishime. So, it's interesting. Now, who else you are like from Australia? And, hey, there is someone from Australia. Someone watch him. Ah <laughs> uh-uh. on order. You only shoot on order. So you surrender, you with a blue gun, surrender and be shot. Just a little bit for pretending to be from Australia. Uh, that's too close. What's going on? Anyway, actually there is one of our disciples from Australia. I think she will be here later. She may be delayed. I think it's a different time zone. So, <laughs> even when you are even when you're in Uganda, things can happen. Yesterday we were looking at 
the excellent shepherd and that the excellent shepherd is a prayerful shepherd your prayer warrior praise for the sheep how was the sweet hour of prayer those who are seated what are you communicating are you telling me it didn't happen my goodness wow anyway anyway what to do let's sit and continue now today this morning session the excellent shepherd seeks the sheep seeks the sheep S E E K. Yeah, I know some of you. Mm. When Pastor Bithy was talking about not creating clicks in the MC, I saw someone's notes and and their spelling of clicks. He taught them many things. They are spelling of clicks. <clears throat> they have to do with their mouse. <laughs> Look 517. Look 517. Now it happened on a certain day you're reading. As he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present as I'm teaching today. The power of the Lord is present to heal you of everything. Everything. And you know what makes it better is that you are not a Pharisee and you are not a teacher of the law. Because in that situation, the power of the Lord was present to heal them, but they were not healed. They did not benefit from it. But for you, you will receive it. I'm, I'm, there's a testimony I'm trying to recall. Someone sent it to me. What location was that? Yeah, someone came in, I think it was the 31st night or one of the, these services recently, and they were radically healed. Just by sitting there, listening to the word. You know, when you've grown up in the wrong culture, you think that until people are falling and rolling. Now, what is life without falling and rolling? Yeah, that's why we even have a carpet so that it is more comfortable. But if you limit God to falling and rolling, you're deceived. As you sit, I'm, I'm tell, what I'm telling you is a, is a prophetic word. It's a rhema word. As you sit here and listen to this teaching for these three days, you're going to be healed. Someone sent me a testimony this morning. 
they had a huge debt and miraculously, 50% of it, they cleared it. Yeah. In the last, like, six months. So when I talk about to heal you, it may not only be physical ailments. The power of the Lord is present to heal your economic situation. The power of the Lord is present to heal your relationships. The power of the Lord is present to heal your body, to heal your mind. Amen. I'm telling you, God is so good. He is always plotting good things. Give me that verse which says, uh, who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Seller. Somewhat. 68, 19. Now I know why some of you don't sit near the front. Because if I asked you, then you will tell me how, uh, Hezekiah 2, 28. <laughs> Bless be the Lord who daily loads us. Ah! Tell your neighbor, I'm ready to be loaded with benefits. The God of our salvation. Seller. As in think on it. There's nothing like monthly whatever. No, daily. Someone here, God is going to shock you. Can I tell you how God is going to shock you? There may be at least someone here with enough faith to receive what I'm about to say. God is going to shock you by giving you money every day. Every day. Now what you need to do is to take the faith action for it. Can I give you the faith action for it? It's not complicated. It's just that everyone wants the harvest without the seed. Try, I know it may seem crazy, but try and start giving away money every day. To someone, somewhere. Never go to a service and not, don't carry an offering. Every day before you sleep, remember, ha, I haven't given any money today. Who might? And ask God to show you. Who, who should I bless today? The result, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you about something that I know by experience. The result is that you're going to get money every single day. If, if, if you believe. I know... For some of you, it seems like, huh? You, you are not even trying to squeeze it in. Sit down. It's possible. Uh, I have a message to teach. And I'm going to teach it, but I really, really feel like God is ministering to you something a comforting presence uh, and a reassurance someone needs a reassurance you are not just a, a donkey something that does work 
you are a valued family member of this family. We are a hardworking family, but we are a family. And never, when things get hard, reach out. Don't, don't feel like you have to carry the world. No. The Bible says God puts the solitary in families. And he has a purpose for it. So don't carry the burdens of the world. Just always reach out. Amen? Amen. So thank you, Father, for your word to us. That you want to bless us and make us a blessing. The same way you blessed Abraham and made him a blessing to all the nations. May you make the people in this room a blessing to all the nations. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yes. You'll start receiving testimonies from many countries. Yeah. About how God has used you to touch someone's life. In another city, in another country, in another... Am I making sense? Never stop planting seeds. As long as earth endures, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Make your life a life of a planter, of a harvester, of a farmer, not a hunter. Always plant seeds. Seeds of finances, seeds of teaching, seeds of encouragement. Send a text. Comfort someone. Share your, your samosa. Yeah, at break time. You buy one chapati, you tear it into two like this and say, Brother, I see you're not eating anything. Start, start with that as you believe God for beef struggling, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, worship our best. You want to make a difference in the world? It's what I'm telling you. It's what I'm telling you. You see, love is not a gift. You, you can't say, I'm not gifted in loving. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. You can be gifted as a prophet or to prophesy, and some people may not have that. But love, that's for everyone. The Bible says it's the most excellent way. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. So, today, today, 2024, the of going and glorying. Amen. Now, the excellent shepherd seeks the sheep. The first time I participated in evangelism, I was at the uni and had just joined the main CEO. I'd come under my disciple then, Patrick Winder, and this he told me, oh, there's a mission. We are going for mission. Mukono mission. I said, Mukono mission? Let's go. So I jumped on the bandwagon. We are going for Mukono mission. We packed the loudspeakers for the Christian Union. Uh, Pati was in charge of that department. And being his disciple, I was automatically there. We, are, we used to carry his parents were professors. They lived at the university. So, because he was the treasurer of the Christian Union and in charge of the sound equipment, we kept everything at his parents' home on Castle Review. 
So Pati and myself, just the two of us, we used to lift those speakers from Kasubi View to Chapel and set them up and then we would have fellowship and the brethren go and then we'd sit down and then lift them back to Kasubi View. Usually we would take two trips. Yeah. At the end, sometimes some brothers hung around and they would help, so it would be one trip. But setting up it was two trips, you would have to come, I mean, on your head. Yeah. Come passa with a loudspeaker. <laughs> That was the ministry. Set it up. Go down, pick another loudspeaker. Yeah. Nowadays, all the brethren just want the microphone. They don't want no speakers. So that's, that's all I, I, I knew to do. So we go for this mission in Mukono, and I'm thinking we are going to do like a rain hard monkey type of thing crusade and I was seeing myself being there on the platform on the side just watching the action mama mama it was in the areas of Chisoga Ntenjeru, Katosi now back then that was like a Village backwater, narrow roads, total. Yeah. I remember we went on Sunday to they distributed us to churches and we went to different churches. Ah. We went to this little church, it was the size of from there to here and about there. Yeah, just made of mud and water, walls and grass thatched. And they had they had uh, got some flowers and whatever to welcome us. In one of the churches the other team went to, the pastor didn't have a Bible. As in, they didn't have a Bible. Not, not that they didn't want a Bible. No, they did not have a, they couldn't afford one. <laughs> wow. So we were there. Anyway, we arrived late at night. And in my mind, I was like, okay, tomorrow we're going to set up and bang it. Only to be woken up at five o'clock. Because all the brothers, we stayed in some sort of annex. No. I'm even trying to remember what kind of place we, we lived. Where we were, I think the sisters stayed in like a house. And then there was some sort of chicken shed or something outside. Which was like the headquarters for the operation where we had the meetings, the meals, and everything. And the same place is where the brothers slept. So when everyone woke up for prayer at five, because the prayer is where we are, you have to wake up and roll up your mat, put it on the side, 
it was baptism by fire. And people were praying. And those days I, 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 could, I, I didn't know how to pray in tongues. So, <laughs> you know when you are there trying to work up all your other English you can. But people are going at it. You are just in the corner, Lord. Father God. Father God. <laughs> so people prayed. It was maybe 5.30, coming to 6. I know it wasn't daytime. And then when we finished praying, they gave us the program for the day. Next was uh, freshening up. Yeah. And then <laughs> there was no running water. So the water, you had to go to a well, the village well to collect. Water. The way it turned out is that the brothers collected the water for the sisters to shower. That's all I can say about that matter. And then so they said there will be that then we'll have breakfast. Thankfully, this one there was breakfast. <laughs> then we'll have breakfast, and then there was some sort of evangelism training mm, after breakfast. And then we were to go and evangelize door to door, two by two. Me, I had come for. Crusade. Now these guys were like, we have to go. Now, remember, you've grown up enjoying those Old Testament stories, but how are you going to use those for evangelism? So that's the day I had to learn John 3.16. Oh, pressure, you know, you have to have like six verses. John 3.16, Romans 10.10, 10, uh -uh. Romans 3.23 Romans 6.23 2 Corinthians Ah, uh -uh. no, no Those are not the ones You, you are modern evangelists We are talking about The ones where it's like It is either life or death Life or death, okay The wages of sin is death But the gift of God is eternal life All have seen and fall short of the glory of God Ah uh, and uh, then, for God so loved the world, it is it. Then Romans sent, uh, Romans sent in down of, with, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. And then, uh, the, the, the word is near you. This is the word of faith we proclaim. Uh, as in, it's today. The salvation is here today, today, today. Yeah, and then that one revelation. Behind I stand at the door and knock. So six verses. I was 
in total trepidation. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. I came to enjoy the crusade. So we went. Thankfully, we went in pairs. So they told us, while one person is preaching, the other is praying. So I was like, I will do the praying. (laughs) Ah, We should do it one of these days. Yeah. Gospel invasion. GI. Two by two. Ah. My friend. Then they said, you go. So we left around nine to come into ten. Said, don't come back until two. Mm. That was the first time I was doing evangelism live, seeking the lost. But I felt like I was lost. Did people get saved? I don't even remember. It was too much for me. I know like some people got saved. But you know those journeys. Sometimes you wonder if it sticks. But anyway, some of these missions, they do a lot more for you than the people you're reaching. Yeah. <laughs> so we came back around two to wish. And then evaluation and lunch and evaluation. How did it go? People bringing reports of salvations. These ones we were chased. These ones that guy came out with a anger. Ah, all sorts of things. Says okay, so we finish and now we pray again. Mm. You finish that. Now you're praying into the crusade. Yeah. So we pray into the crusade and then we go set up. And we went and set up. It wasn't, I, I'm sure you imagine it was something like this uh, stuff by Edison and a massive stage. No, it was just a simple little platform built by the local people uh, and two speakers. That was all. One this side, one that side. No monitors. With uh, uh, that box, the, the, the amp mixer. We used to buy those PV amp mixers. And that's all, plus like a few sp- mics, like three. We banged it. So, but he had this keyboard that had bits. It was a tiny keyboard, but. So he would, he would do everything. Me, I'm just there watching. Yeah. I was this Mlebes. I was just. Hugging around. He said, go plug this into the speaker. I go plug in what? You know when you feel like... I'm going to use a Uganda expression. Fair baby woman. You know, we are the ones of the... We are the ones of the machines. But I had not counted on the fact that I would have to first know, know to know <laughs> to be a machine guy. Anyway... So we 
the time for the crusade came, around five o'clock, we started for praise and worship. There was no worship list. Yeah, we had, there was this lady, she would just grab the mic and go song after another, song after another, and the keyboard, pianist, wherever the worship leader starts, that's where you start. And the same, it's the same beat at the same tempo for like 40 minutes. Mm. You remember those crusade songs? Yes, Christo Walida, Omono Yalida, Oporo, Oporo, Omono Yalida, Omono Yalida. Stop. So we will go one song to another, to another. I'll call it David Yes, when you want to go, I was in my community. is looking for the next song in their head. Solo, what a local catigulia. Sitania Swadeno, Tarina Catalequatula. Is that in Lusoka? Aya, Sitani, Wakuba, Quisimulio, Mukoventi, Rongo, Namba. Mukoventi, Rongo, Mukoventi, 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 Sitani, Wakuba, Quisimulio, Mukoventi, Rongo, Namba. Mukoventi, Mukoventi. 
one. Uh, uh, yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Go and sit. So, hey, Okay. Talema, Okay, go and sit down. Go and sit down. Go and sit down. What a shock. <laughs> yeah. Talema Katonda Wafit. Go sit down. Anyway, I'm about to call the water gun people. So, so the worship session was a whole one hour. Like that. Then the preacher would come. There was a certain lady. Ah! Fire! And all, all of us were students. Everyone. We were all university students. From the preacher to everyone. The worship leaders, everyone. Then she would preach. Then make altar call, then people would come and get saved. And then the whole team would finish, the bigger team, and they go back to base. Then Pati, myself, and a few other fellows would stay behind to show the Jesus film. Because now you need it for the, for the sun to go down, for the projector to work. And it wasn't this projector, it was those... Proje- the, re- the ones, the reels. It's the reels some of you think started with Instagram. <laughs> the real reels. <laughs> so then we'd show the Jesus movie from like 7.30 when it's dark enough to like 9.30. And then we'd also make the Jesus film altar call. And then wind down and go back to base with the equipment around 10 or 9.30. And then we would find that the people went earlier, they were now praying after crusade prayer. And they had supper, then we would find supper towards the end, we eat some. Then there's evaluation. Yeah. And then after evaluation, you pray into the issues that came up in the evaluation. Who, cares? Who knows? Who... 
what is time? And then afterwards, you'd go to bed. Now, the sisters had bathed after the crusade when they came back around 8 p.m. Yeah. Now, by the time you're finishing the evaluation at 11 p.m., it is not a wise thing to consider things like bathing. Now, when you've just slept like this, you are entering your first dream. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Morning glory. At 5 a.m., they are back. And because it's happening where you sleep, you don't have the option of descent. So, this went on for 10 days. 10 days. 10 days mission. We finished, came back to uni, it was holiday time, I went to my room and instantly fell ill for a whole week. That's the longest I remember ever being that sick. The excellent shepherd seeks the sheep. So from that time, we've been trying to learn this thing called evangelism and reaching people. Now, as you can imagine, <laughs> it's not a walk in the park. Now, one of the things you need to do today, as you're seated here, is to consider yourself a shepherd of God's flock that hasn't yet come home. Mm. That hasn't yet come home. Because for most of us, one of the reasons why sometimes we are not diligent is you're looking at your 15 members in your MC or your 70 members in your location and thinking, these are my sheep. No. It is those houses where you are where people don't know their left hand from their right hand, so to speak. Those are your sheep. Amen. For he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's look at a scripture. You're enjoying this session already, I know. Ezekiel 34. Four to six. Let's start at verse one because, you know. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, are you ready? Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, thus saith the Lord God to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who feed themselves. We will talk about that another time. Feeding the sheep. Some of you, you only read the Bible for yourself. You are not feeding the sheep. Oh, when I send you the devotional, you don't send it to the sheep. You, you read? 
enjoy and keep it. So what to you <laughs> who feed yourselves and not the sheep? Huh? Wait, hey, hey. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? But that's not the message. Next. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fatlings, but you do not feed the flock. The weak, you have not strengthened. Nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away, nor sought what was lost, but with force and quality you have brought them. Nor sought what was lost. The excellent shepherd seeks the lost. There is no discipleship without evangelism. It's a lie. If we understood this, all of us would be leading churches with thousands of people. Because Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful. No one can claim that there are no sinners to bring to Christ. The harvest is plentiful right now. In your Phone book is a plentiful harvest of non-believers. Amen. Uh, uh, the conviction levels seem to be going too high quickly. Give me verse 5 and 6. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. We'll look at that about the gathering of a shepherd. You know, Satan scatters, Jesus gathers. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains. Are you still reading with me or you've, you've left? My sheep wandered through all the mountains. You know, you, when you're reading, sound has to come out of your mouth. And upon every high hill, yeah, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Look at Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. You know, unless we are doing our own ministry, and not the one of Jesus. We must be into seeking and saving the lost. Amen. How are we together? Ah, I, I don't mean to discourage you. In case you're there thinking, woe is me. For I have not sought the lost. No, the good news is you can change that today. In fact, unless you've just come out of a cave this morning, you know that this is the hour of going and glorying. And when we say going, what do we, what do we mean? We are going to preach the gospel, to seek the lost. Yeah. When the church stops seeking the lost and we become all about ourselves, God removes his blessing. Because that's not the purpose. Show me any church that's not into evangelism that is operating in the blessing where there are healings and miracles and 
people are happy and there's the word of God, the Holy Spirit is present. The quickest way to chase the Holy Spirit from your midst is to stop focusing on why he was given in the first place. Because it says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The people who carry the greatest measure of the Spirit of God and the presence of God are the people who are into seeking the lost. And when your missional community deliberately refuses to participate in weekly evangelism, that's why there are weak people. You will never become a strong Christian being inside. It doesn't matter how long you fast, how many times you read the Bible, and how many verses you memorize, you will never become a strong Christian. Yeah. If you want, in fact, I, I even have a word for someone. You've struggled with a sinful pattern. Something you're not proud of. Something you want to break. Your solution is to go out. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's what I'm, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing God say. So. Your deliverance will come as you go out. You know the church in Jerusalem, when they refused to go out, persecution came. Stephen was killed. And they were now at sea. They couldn't believe what has just happened. Because this was one of the young and upcoming serious ministers. Like someone who could have replaced Peter as the leader. Gone. But there is power in going. Yeah. Why was there so much power and authority in Bill Graham's ministry? Going. Going. Yeah. Billy Graham is long dead. Okay, not long. But his ministry is still the richest in America. Yeah. I was listening to someone who said their income for the other was like six, what was like 500 or something million dollars. <laughs> I think 600, something, something between 500 and 600 million. I know as a Ugandan, when you think, of the, like there is no picture for it. Yeah. A dead man, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association plus Samaritans person. 500 million income. They are all about going. The day you start going, you will end brokenness in your life. Yeah. The day your location starts going out to win the lost, you will also have money in your church. That one, I can guarantee you. It, because... The money we use in church is from heavenly resources. God can use people, but he's not directs it to you. And he sees where his interests, if you have your interests, do you put your money where you have interests or where you have no interests? Yeah, it's where you have interests. So you say, well, I, I want to invest in this. 
Otherwise, you can end up just... Am I making sense? The health of your mission or community, your location, your zone, your network depends on evangelism and having a heart for the lost. Because we were all once lost. Now, let's try something. Everyone stand up. If you received Christ earlier than the year 2000, earlier than the year 2000, sit down. Everyone else remains standing. Yeah, if you received Christ before 2000 AD, sit down. Zungu. Boba wa lokoka ngate ngemwaka 10 10 bits na wera tulako. Okay? If you received Christ before 2006, sit down. 2006, sit down. Before 2006, yeah. <laughs> Why are people looking at Apostle Moses Kalanzi badly? <laughs> now, are you seeing all these people? If, received, if you received Christ before 2010, sit down. 2010. Of course, some people would say an issue of age. You would have wished to receive Christ before 2006, but we are not born yet. So, before 2010, sit down. So, all these people have received Jesus only in the last 13 years. If you received Christ before 2015 and, and be, below, sit down. These are our babies. These are 10 years in Christ and below. Can we clap for them? The what? If you received Christ, what year were we? 2015. If you received Christ before lockdown, sit down. Before 2020. Now, all these are Post COVID, <laughs> and they are not just members, they are shepherds. Now, what would happen if we are inward looking, just cooking our food, eating it, be few, 
be little, be small, be whatever. Let's clap for them as they sit down. The, yeah. These ones here in Grace City Church Camp, all these are pastors of churches now. They are not even just location, like MC Shepherds. They are pastors of churches. And they got saved after COVID. Please sit down. You see, the work is there. Don't look. And you know the way I'm, what I'm feeling really right now is that someone is going to believe this. And you see, also that's how God promotes you in the ministry. Don't think you become a network leader by hanging around. There are some people who have been hanging around a long time. It's, it's not by hanging around. As you go out and lead people to Christ, you move from being an MC shepherd to becoming a zonal pastor, to becoming a location pastor, to becoming a cluster leader, to becoming a network leader. God wants to give you more sheep under your fold, under your care. Right now you have seven, but God wants to give you 7,000. What's wrong with 7,000? You don't you want 7,000? There is nothing at all wrong with 7,000. You want 7,000. So let's, but you know, they are not going to come from other churches. They already, the ones in other churches already have shepherds. Now, God may transfer some people based on his purposes, especially if he sees that some people. Like if you, your church also becomes inward looking, God will transfer people from your church who he wants to send out you see, you can have someone seated there on your pew every week, every week, and they could be winning a whole city. You see, Philip was in charge of the kitchen department in Jerusalem. Just there, breaking out food fights. Ah, oh, no, no, you have had enough. It's this time now, this side, come, come. Get rice beans, rice beans, rice beans, rice beans. Okay, you guys first stop. Now this side also. Rice beans, rice. That was Philip. Rice beans ministry, local. And then persecution came. And Philip took off to Samaria. When he reached Samaria, the rice beans fellow, huh? He preached, you know, one of the things that have baffled me are people who are in worship harvest and they're involved in some sort of ministry. Then they leave and go to another country or another city and they just go under. They just disappear. It's like they've never had the Holy Spirit it's like they've never carried an anointing. You beg them, start something, start an MC. I know what you can do. You are anointed. Don't live an ordinary life. Nothing. Now, I beg you not to be that kind of person. 
People go to other countries. Look, they even stop communicating with us. They cut themselves off completely. You try to text them, they blow tick you. People that I've served with. Mm. <laughs> you see, when Pastor Sam went to Nairobi, he obeyed. Him and Pastor Agi. Where is Pastor Agi? She's around. All is dead, dead factor. <laughs> and because they could get settled there to have a good life in Nairobi, we called. I don't even know how it works. But now, four churches. And as you saw, some of the people were among the post-COVID. Oh, our brother here, Enoch. You can stand up. He moved to Kigali. He's the one who started the mission of community in Kigali, which has now become what we call Worship Harvest Kigali. Oh, yes. Oh, Pastor Evangeline in the UK. Oh, Pastor Timothy and Emily. Don't, don't, don't become a non-believer because you've gone to another country. It reveals what you were all along. Yeah, me, I look at the way people behave and I'm like, actually, maybe this is what they were all along. Thank God, now, thank God I now know. But Philip went to Samaria and instead of hiding and saying, me, I was in kitchen things, starting to inquire, is there a kitchen around here where I can serve? Instead, he preached Christ to them. Look what happened. And the multitudes, with one accord, heeded the things spoken by Philip. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, he now stepped from beans and rice to miracles. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. That shall be your testimony. Oh, yes. You will never know the kind of power heaven has invested in you until you go seeking for the lost. Man, you have hectic power. But you're just there running around in little circles. You don't know what you have. Go out there and seek for the lost. Let your MC become a headache to Satan. Rescuing lost people constantly. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Now, I want to give you a statement that I want you to carry this morning in your spirit. Every empty seat on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. Yes. 
Every empty seat on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. Let's say you start a church and God, you know God is a strategist. He will put a church somewhere in a neighborhood and in his mind is like, this church will get 7,000 for me. Oh, 3,000. Oh, 1,000. Let's say your church is ordained for 7K. You reach 1,000. Become too big in your heads. Start fighting over the color of the carpet and the seats and the sound and the what and the what. Become so inward focused. Everything is about the members. And you stop going out. Do you know, in your church, there will be 6,000 empty seats. And those empty seats on earth will be empty seats in heaven. So, how many empty seats in heaven is your mission or community contributing? How many empty seats in heaven is your location contributing? Every empty seat on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. Every time you gather like this, let's say you could have a thousand for services, that's four thousand, but you have only one service with five hundred. There is four thousand five hundred people in the whole neighborhood who are sleeping in, sinning in, totally disconnected from God that you could have brought in if you were determined to bring them in. But the seats are empty. Luke 14, verse 16. One, two, three, read. Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who are invited, Come, for all things are now ready. God has prepared a great supper. He says, He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. God has prepared a great supper for all his children and all his people. And those of us who are servants, we've been commissioned to go and invite the people. Are you with me? How many of you would say by show of hands that your life was changed because someone invited you to worship harvest? Invited you to worship harvest. See all those hands? It means if, so, if no one invited the person, who knows? Who knows? 
A friend of mine, Jose Rutuama, invited me into Come Alive. He said, there's this thing called Come Alive. I will take you and you meet our leader on Friday night. He took me to fellowship, introduced me to Pati at the end of the fellowship, and Pati told me, you're welcome to Come Alive. Tomorrow we have a fasting retreat. Be here at 10 o'clock. That was how I landed in, with a fast. Wow. The invitation. Those WhatsApp statuses. Those short TikTok videos. Those Instagram reels. Those personalized messages. Those garage broadcast lists. The invitation. The invitation is out. But the servants, the master is saying, go and tell the people I invited to come. The servant is also seated there. Say, master, you, you call them on the phone. Why are you sending me? Lord, send your angels to invite them. Why, 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 why do I have to go? If you want them, they will come. What a shocking shock. From today, you are becoming a, an obedient servant who invites people to the great supper of the Lord. Every time we are gathered, whether in a, a place like this or in garage or in your MC, the Lord is serving a great supper. Feeding his people with his word. And he's relying on you to make, the, to execute the invitation. The invitation is already out. It's not like he's inviting some. No, God has already said, go and invite. But you might be there giving excuses. Look, the people you're going to invite, they already have their excuses prepared. Now, if you are joining them, Let me have the two of you come. This is the master. This is the servant. This is the invitee. Okay? Now first. So now I'm telling this one, go and invite. Okay? So that it is two of us weighing against the other person's intransigence, yes. resistance, yes. indifference, yes. and whatever. Now, when the servant now joins the other side, Whoa. like, invite, uh, you, you start giving excuses. My people, our people, the people here, Kenyans are like this, Rwandans are like this, Americans are like this, Germans are like this, but other people are like this, Whatever people are like this, the neighborhood people are like this, educated people are problematic, uh, poor people are like this, whatever. Now, 
it means that you've left the master alone and now you have created two votes against one. You have put your faith in the devil and his ability to resist. To stop people from coming instead of trusting the word of the one sending you to make the invitation. Why are you a shepherd if you want to work for the devil? Why? How many masters do you have? You can sit down. So, as you see in the next portion of the scripture, verse 18, but they all with one account began to make excuses. The first said, I have bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Excuses. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you still here? Now I want you to think about it. This is supper. Yeah. In America, what time does supper begin? Six onwards. This is not a breakfast meal. This is not lunch. It's night time. But you're saying you're going to test oxen. Huh? <laughs> Night vision oxen. You're saying you're going to check out land at night. I've married a wife. Is it that when you marry, you can't eat? As you can see, these are excuses. And they are designed to throw you off. So they are so lame. Like, if you think about it, and you are under sent, first of all, you should laugh. And <laughs> be like, are, are, you, are you serious? You're going to inspect land at 7 p.m. So the excuses are already there. Now when you, the one who has been sent to invite, you also join the other side and reinforce the excuses. You become the coalition of the excused and excuses company. Now your role is to invite. Your role is to invite and to convince them. Pastor Pru, I'm going to invite you shortly to share something with us that you shared with us the other day. So they should prepare a microphone. Now, so I cannot come. Next verse. 
I cannot come. I was going to sing in another key. I, I cannot come. I cannot come to the banquet. I cannot come. You see, that's why you must pray. You, you think the people are normal. <laughs> they are controlled by demons. But you have to pray. So that when you send the word of invitation, there is so much power behind the text. That the person who was preparing to tell you, I cannot come. Even they, they don't know why they came or how they came, but they found themselves coming. Let me ask, how many of you ended up in a church or in this church and even you, you can't explain, how did I end up here? By show of hands. Ah, it's all this yeah, it's like it is completely unreasonable that I responded to that invitation. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, why am I here? Like, Pastor Nance. Like, that me and... But somehow you find yourself entering, sitting, and coming back. Oh, yeah. Power against powers. <laughs> so the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house was like, okay... It's okay. They don't want to come. It's all right. Cancel the supper. Um, let's, let me figure out what to do. After I was helping them. Yeah. Or find out which day they are able to come. Adjust our program. Yeah. Lost, they are lost. So the master of the house being angry. Now, you should be angry when your MC has two people for eight months. someone got angry and they decided to start adults. Did you hear yesterday's it's like God was talking to all of us about adults. If your MC doesn't do adults, you're going to remain a small insignificant struggling missional community. God is giving you answers and, so, and, and giving you solutions to the things that have befuddled you. Start hurdles. And yeah, and I'm seeing eight months, two people. They started hurdles, 30 people. Two to 30. Anyway, 
all of you, all of us pastors, myself inclusive, we should be angry when the supper is prepared and people don't come. You see, you, you are a good person. That's why your church doesn't grow. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good person. When people don't come, you're like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. Next verse. Anyway, there, where we were. Say to yourself, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring any of the poor, the maimed, and the lame, and the blind. These are the unlikely people. Now, what, what those groups represent really is the sinners, the people who shouldn't be there. Your problem is that you're trying to find all your saved friends, trying to move them from their churches to this one. Ah, who is shutting me down? Are they in this section? Your problem is you are looking for cleaned fish. Yeah. The people who you think should be there. Your saved friends. Who look like you. Dress like you. Act like you. Went to school with you. When the other fellowship where you ran away from with you. You're trying to empty the other fellowship to fill this one. And the day you get offended and you move on, you also want to empty this one to go fill the next one. You are moving emptier. Those people didn't come. What he's saying is there are people just here nearby, streets and lanes. It's like if you just get out and turn left and turn right, there are sinners all over the place. Yeah. There are sinners all over the place. There's no way your MC can have five people. When just two, one, two, three plots, ten people. You turn left this side, another 50 people down there in that car street. Then on this musical here, 25. Ideally, in that Kalito place, you should be a coalition of like 10 MCs. But you're looking for Christians, but locally, save these. Door by door. WhatsApp status by WhatsApp status. Uh, there was uh, this person, is she here? The one who started uh, an MC in Makere using WhatsApp status. I had a story when I was there that day. Who was that? Are you, are you sure? This is the Aluwa Manifest. Uh, happy, are you the one? 
Are you the one who used the WhatsApp status? Saying there is a party in your room. Come, come. Uh-huh. Tell us. Uh-huh. Once upon a time. So I was in the room alone. And of course I had to send the numbers to my Zono pastor. So I posted and said, anyone free at 6 p.m., please join me in my room. I have some snacks. Yeah, and then people started responding, where exactly, which room. And then I sent the location and the room number. So people turned up that day, and some remained. Uh, the first one, I think I had eight people coming, and six of them kept coming until, yeah. That's how she started her MC. WhatsApp status. I have snacks. It's six o'clock. And then when they came, what did you do? So most of them knew me. When they entered, they started jazz, kebbi. And then there was prayer, I think. They phoned me praying, 5.30. So I gave them kebbi at 6. I told them, we're going to watch uh, someone and then we'll have KB after. Yeah, that's how it happened. How about the promised snacks? <laughs> did they, what happened, when did we serve them? We served them during the KB. Yeah. So you kept your end of the promise. As they arrived, snacks were being served. But then at six, you are like, let's first watch this television. <laughs> what has happened since? Uh, my MC grew, and I was uh, I was hosted here for MC moment, and then uh, Papa Bleso sent me to start a new zone, which has also grown, yeah, and been 110. Yeah. You see, you're there looking for heroes in Hollywood. They are here. <laughs> what have you done with that phone of yours where you move around with even a, a charger a bank, a bank, power bank you move with a power bank uh, yeah, that's always empty because you're always using it huh who is that one You see, it's you. You have to have a heart for it. WhatsApp status and MC grow. Person's now is on a pastor. You see, that's how God promotes you. And you see that lady. Before you know it, she's going to be in charge of thousands of people. Oh, Are we together? So. Where were we? Go to the streets and lanes and bring poor, maimed, lame, the blind, spiritually blind people, spiritually lame people, they can't move, spiritually poor people, maimed, they have been hurt, they have been injured, life has thrown lemons at them. Did you hear uh, Pastor Hope Touch where she was saying that? 
she felt a sadness and an emptiness and even she herself didn't know why. That's spiritual. And someone is just one invitation away and you are there just quarreling with people on your phone posting naked things instead of So stop looking for the Christians. Stop looking for those who already are okay. What do you want them for anyway? There are people all over your neighborhood, in your hostel, in your classroom, who just, can you come with me to church too? Come to our mission. Come, we have snacks. I'm telling you guys, we need to get God's heart for the lost. Mm. We need to. Amen. Amen. Sit down. So now, so, okay, so you've gone, you've invited, what, 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 next? And the servant said, Master, oh, we've banged it. The people are coming. Things are happening. Hey, you come and see the place. Yeah, but there's still some room. We have invited the whole neighborhood, but there's room. And the master said, you've tried. You've given it your best shot. In fact, I appreciate you. I jevalue you. I thank you. Let's eat. These who are here are enough. Is that what the master said? It's like, you, you're MC. There are nine people. Let's rejoice with the nine. These are enough. Nine people out of many in the neighborhood. When you're celebrating that your church has 500 people, out of how many people within a, a range of two kilometers? But anyway, the master said, go out into the highways and hedges. Now, do you understand the difference between streets and lanes and highways and hedges? Streets and lanes are nearby. Highways and hedges is now you're going to have to go farther out. Yeah. You are in Earth River, but you're going to Georgia. <clears throat> Vigarod. Rongai. Yes, you are in Iganga, but now Kaliro. Mayuge. Bujiri. Busia. Namtumba. Luka Namungalwe. It's like now go that's why we have busing. I'm sure every church here has a busing ministry. Busing is to respond to this instruction of highways and hedges. It's like there are people who are going to come from nearby and there are people who are going to come from farther out. Says bring them. And they said, compel them and cancel them. Use your phone now. I want synonyms of compel. 
Some of you think that your church just grows like that. You just make sweet music and what. And you know, somehow they will be so attracted. They will come. No, there is a dimension of compelling. Where is that? Uh-huh. Force them. Drive. Make. Obligate. Pressure. You say no pressure. I say yes, pressure. When people are going to hell, they need pressure to change direction. If someone is walking into the road because they can't see that a truck is coming to knock them, that's not the time to be gentle. Of, excuse me, the truck and the truck is coming. It's going to knock you. You may want to consider moving. Have you looked at the option of not being in the road while the truck is coming? Pressure. You go drag the person. Pastor Pro is a student at Anakazo Bible College in Ganakam with Bishop Doug. And she has been learning a thing or two about Anakazo. Compelling. Pressure. Come. Come tell, teach us. So Pastor Pro, come, is a shepherd. Is what you would call a bus center leader in, in that system. Which is the equivalent of an MC shepherd here. She's going to tell us what happens on Sunday? Thank you so much, Apumo. Wait, let me. Thank you so much, Apumo, for the opportunity. Um, so my Sunday starts at around three thirty. A.M. Three A.M. <laughs> So um, we have we have what we call. Prim- Wake up your MC Shepherd neighbor. Tell them this is your story. <laughs> so um, we have prayers. We have what we call pre-mobilization prayers. They start from four, and um, by the time you go there, four to at what? Four a.m. Uh, 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Pre-mobilization prayer. Yeah. Is it optional? No, it's not optional. Uh, uh, Let me ask again. Is it optional? You go when you want. No. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be there. Uh, Is it online? No. You, uh-huh. have, you have to physically be present. So that's why you get ready. You get ready for your, for your Sunday. So you dress up, uh, you take a shower, dress up and everything, and then you go to where we are meeting. Sometimes we meet together in, um, in like maybe the hall where 
all the students come in, but sometimes you're meeting in your different individual like invasion or what you call the different groups, like maybe your zonal groups, you know, like zonal you, Tell us the names you use so that we learn something else as well. <laughs> so, um, like, if you, like, for example... Um, if you if you're like maybe going to Ntinda area, you call it the Ntinda invasion. So, so the group the group the grouping is called the the Ntinda invasion. If you're going to Nalia, you're the Nalia invasion, invasion group. Yeah. Ntinda invasion to, group, yeah. Nalia invasion, Chawaliwajala invasion, yes. Chida invasion, <laughs> Namugongo invasion, Chitukutwe invasion. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so, so you, so you can either be doing your prayers in the invasion or together as a whole school, and then so we we come together for prayers from four to seven a.m. Then from seven a.m. we have buses who which come and pick us and and take us to where we are going now the area where we do the invasion. The, the invasion, yeah. So when we go there, um, that is also the area where you usually do your fellowship services and um, where you do outreach. So, like, you, uh, for example, when you go, you're, you're assigned a certain area. So, like, I can come and I'm told um, my area, if it's here, let's say um, my area is Nigeria. So, Nigeria is where I'll be going for outreach, is where I'll be doing my fellowship services, and that's also where I, go, I do busing from. So, on Sunday, that's where the area where you go. So, we, we go to the area, and then from, so we arrive in the area maybe between, the bus is usually there by around maybe 8, 8.30. So between 8.30 and around 11, you're gathering the people, we call them souls, you're gathering your souls to bring them to church. So, um, so that means you're going to people's houses, you're knocking on doors, you're finding them, you're telling them, get ready, we are going to church. That's so, the mobilization yes, stage. Yes, that's the mobilization stage. So you're mobilizing people, you're getting them ready to go to church. You're, if they have excuses, you have to overcome their excuses or, you know. Share with us some of the excuses <laughs> that you have to keep overcoming. So we have, people have different excuses. You can go to people and you find they are like, oh no, I'm washing and everything. So sometimes you are like, no, I'm going to wash with you so that you finish washing and you come to church. Or, or like, it's not an option for them not to come. So because you have to, you have to bring in your bus. So you, you, you make sure you work at, at, at least you, you, you convince them as much as possible. And that's why, anyway, we pray, we pray a lot. Because also, um, one of the things I've realized, in there's a lot of um, just spiritual activity, like witchcraft and everything. Sometimes you'll pass a place, and you'll find just a guy who's just seated outside like this. And you'll go in, and like it's like they have charge of that area. So that's why even when you're praying, those are some of the things you're praying down, you're pulling down all those kind of strongholds and everything, so that when you talk to people, they actually come. So we gather the people, and then we put them on buses. Wait, you're hurrying. So, look, it is a whole three hours, hours. of mobilization. Yes. Eight to 11. Mm. Remember, it was three hours of prayer, mm. four to seven. Mm. One hour of transport mm. to, to the 
invasion zone. Mm. Then you have arrived in your invasion zone. You're going house to house mm. for three hours. Yes. Helping people wash. Mm. Waking them up. Yes. Standing at the door until someone comes out. Mm. <laughs> right? Yes. Do they all just come and say, oh, thank you, Pastor, welcome, let's no, go? No, no, no. There are some, of course, if you've built relationship with some, they are, they are ready to go. But others, maybe you've just met them during the week and everything, and you told them, to, on Sunday we are going to church. So you have to go and talk to them. Some of them, they even want to run. I mean, you can, if the house has a back door. You can knock if the house, house has a back door. Yes. Uh-huh. You can talk to someone and they're like, oh, let me go get ready. And let me tell you, they will disappear through the back door. <laughs> so, like, you have to. So, those are, those are just some of the things, the, the challenges you have. And so, we... So, what we do is... Um, we go, we, we, we try as much as possible to get them to come with us to church. And so um, sometimes, of course, you're, you're sharing with them, word of God, come, let's, as in, you, you try and show them how important it is for them to come with you to church. So um, if, if, if by the time you need to go or the bus needs to go, you still don't have enough people who have filled the bus, then now you start going to strangers. How many, um, how many does the bus, the bus? The bus should have at least 25 people. So um, maybe you are a group of d- between three and five people who are supposed to fill that bus. So um, if you go and, you know, some people can actually have a genuine excuse or you just go and find that the people who you are going to call, they left a long time ago. They are not there. So you have to get people who will come with you to church. So that's when you go now to the highways and byways. Like you go to anyone, total strangers, and you tell them, today you're going to church with me. So, <laughs> tell them, Has it actually happened in real life? Yes. And yes. you grab a person like this yes, and say, you, you are just, coming with me to yes, church. Yes, you, you, go th- you go talk to them and you're like, to go, get ready. We are going to go to, go to church with you. And some, some people will actually... Um, be convinced or whatever, and they'll go, and they'll, they'll, they'll get ready, and then you go with them to church. So, and then now from then, um, so we go to, we, we, from then you go to church. The service starts at 12. So we have different times of arrivals. Sometimes you need to have arrived by, tw- by 12 p.m., at the church so that then um, your bus can be counted. What happens so, on the way? So on the way to, the, on cha- to church, one of the things is you need to take a photo of the bus. So you take a photo and uh, there is an app where um, you upload all those, uh, the information. So you upload the photo on the app and then you preach on the bus. You preach on the bus uh, because, you see, some of these people are new. They are not people who've, who've come with you before. So you preach to them, and mostly it's just the message of salvation, the fact that God loves them and everything. But also you take an offering on the bus. So basically you have a service on the yes, bus. Yes, you have a service on the bus. 
<laughs> yes. So. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you are too casual. You are too casual. That's why your church is not growing. But your ca- casualness ends today, today. Yeah. You're going to compare them. <laughs> Bringing empty buses. Mm-hmm. Why? All right. Uh huh. So, um, so then, um, when we get to when we get to the the church, they have to count. Uh, when you get to arrivals, you have different teams who then come into the bus and make sure that the number of people who are supposed to be in the bus are on the bus. So if you, if you are supposed to bring in uh, 25, uh, the minimum is at least 20. So between 20 and 25, if there are less than 25, then um, what they say is your bus, your bus has not arrived. That is... <laughs> it's, like, it's not counted that you brought in a bus... So, so for your bus to arrive, you at least have to have 20 people. And then also that counts because what we do is um, we contribute to the busing, but also um, the church gives us a certain percentage. So if your bus has arrived, as in if, if it has at least more than 20 people, then at least they'll give you the top-up. Yes, by a certain time. So they'll if give you the top up. If 20? it's below, if it's below twenty, by the time you're going to arrive, you already know that you're paying for that whole bus. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait. So the service will start. Mm. So, the service. Yes. Okay, so okay, so um, so after after that you go in for service. So the other thing is sometimes you bring people, and if they are those strangers, maybe them they just wanted a ride to town. So you have to make sure they get into service. <laughs> they can reach church and go shopping. Yes, yes. Because there is free transport. Yes. So. So the thing is, you bring them, you bring, uh, so you, you, you had them into the church, uh, literally. <laughs> like, you almost pack by the door. Yes. Like, from this door to inside. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so you take them in, you take them in for service, and then you have to, like, know where your people are sitting, because after that, after service, then you have to also uh, take them back to the bus, the bus takes them back to their community. So, um, so after that, um, uh, service usually right now is between 12 and 3. So by around 3.30, the service is over. And then you, t- you take your, sometimes maybe your pastor or the bishop um, of, in charge of our school, maybe he wants to meet the people who've come. So you also like first take them where the, he talks to them. And then after that, you put them on the buses. They go back to the community. But as the students or the fellowship leaders, uh, you don't go with them. You remain and have meetings. So after that, you'll have meetings maybe from, from around 4.30, because they also give time maybe for you to have, go have a snack or something. Then, so from around 4.35 there, we have meetings. 
So you have meetings um, either with your constituency, which is like your zone, or you can have with your invasion, with your, with, with your invasion pastor. So just sometimes you're just reading through um, one of Bishop Doug's books and getting some, like you're generally being built with the, the information that is there. So after that, um, or different things have come up in the constituency, maybe you did not all, many buses did not arrive, so your pastor needs to address that issue, all those things. So the meetings are up to maybe around 7, 7.30, then after that then you go and get into your buses and start going back to school. So that's my Sunday. And we appreciate Pastor Pro. You can sit down. How are you doing? That's why they have 6,000 churches in 94 countries. Yeah. Why? Okay. You're just there eating bananas on Sunday morning waiting for people. People are committing six hours to prayer and mobilization. And one hour of busing and preaching on the bus. And Nakazo winning the lost at any cost. You're going to do two things for me right now, or for yourself. You need somewhere to write. You can write in your phone if you have a, a notes app. The first thing you need to do is write down the number of people you're going to lead to Christ this year. Do not write a number you don't intend to try out. Write a number you intend to try out. Don't just write because your heart is beating fast after hearing Pastor Pro's testimony. Because you should actually have the mechanisms to do so. Last year, my target of salvations was 5,000. I didn't make it. But I almost made 4,000. Almost. I don't clap for me. I'm a, a what? Uh, unprofitable servant doing my job. So, I have to try again this year and say, okay, I must lead 5,000 people to Christ. Not the ones you are leading to Christ, not yours in the MCs, no, mine. And every pastor here has their number. You know, in the pastor team, we keep each other accountable. Doing altar calls in church doing events, schools, outreaches, one-on-ones, 
coming up with events, breakfast this, dinner that, all in a bit to compel. So write down a number that you intend to try. Now don't write down a lousy number. I don't expect anyone to write down less than 50. Because you have 52 weeks. And you're supposed to be reaching out at least weekly. So now if you write three, seven, I'm just guiding you. Yeah. Because I can see that some of you may have written a very convenient number. I'm about to ask to look. Who is that one who hasn't written? Upstairs, have you written? Write a number that you are sure you can try. Attempt. If you are faithful by doing something weekly, you shouldn't have less than 50. If you're a pastor, you know your responsibilities. You have a whole congregation and mechanisms of inviting people. You have loudspeakers. You can go out. You can go to schools. So don't write some little number that even you, when you, Jesus looks at you face to face, you look down instead of up. I look forward to a day when I'll be in a room like this with a thousand people and each of them are committing to a thousand people in one year. It, it will come. That day will come. It's like, together we are taking down a million people into heaven. Yeah, thousand times a thousand. It's coming. Your number was a thousand last year. You hit how many? 978. Oh, yes. Have you written down the number? Second thing you're going to do for me. It's a little deeper than the other one. I need you to write down a love list. A love list of 10 people who you know are not working with Jesus right now. And you're going to commit to pray for them by name, if possible, daily, until God sends uh, laborers to them. Some of these people, you, they may be within your range. You can reach them. Some are, if you talk to them, they start laughing at you. So they need another person. God needs to send another kind of person to talk to them. You may not be, they may not be your people of peace, but you can pray them into the kingdom. Ten, start writing. I need to see you writing names of people. I call it a love list. For God so loved the world. You can call it your John 3.16 list. If you want a more spiritual, biblical name, John 3.16 list. And these also may be the people, every time there is an event that's evangelistic, you invite them to church. You know that you may not have 
ability to convince them yourself, but they would they could come to an, a nice event. There's a marriage enrichment seminar. They come because they want a better marriage. Before they know it, there's an altar call, and the Holy Spirit has arrested them. There may be a, a night of hope, and they are looking for some hope. They come before they know it. The Holy Spirit has arrested them. There may be a healing service, and they are looking for healing. Then they first get spiritual healing. That's, um, let's call it John 3.16 list. Yeah. If you had written love list, just change it to John 3.16 list. How many people already have 10? I know this may take you some time to think through, so you may use the break, but ultimately, by the end of today, you must have 10. How many people already have 10? By show of hands. Okay? Some people already have 10. How many people? You have 9. You have 9. Someone has 9. You have 8 already. 8. Someone has eight. How many people have seven? You have made seven. Okay. How many people have made five? Five and above? Five and above? Like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. So most of us are still below five. I'm going to give you an extra two minutes to populate your John 3.16 list. This is intentional, strategic, hell depopulation system. And here is how it works. As you're here reaching other people, as you're reaching other people, God is sending people to reach your people that you're praying for. So that it has to be two-edged. It may be that the people you're praying for, you are the one to also reach, you want to reach them, but you may not be able to reach them. But yours is to be faithful to reach someone because you reap what you sow. As you're reaching some other people, God is sending someone to reach your people. Yeah, as I've, as I've served God to reach other people, God has sent people to reach my family, my extended family. Yeah. People have got born again in the family. Because I've focused on reaching other people who are loved by other people. Mm. So you have a salvation target for there. Is that locked and loaded? Now, your salvation target for there, I need you to send it to your disciple. Let them know the number of people you're, you're intending to bring to Christ, you can WhatsApp them and say, tell them, this is my year target. Send it to your disciple. And then, your love list, just write it. Your John 3.16 list. But keep populating it. By end of today, let it be 10. Minimum. Ten is a good number because you can think about ten people quickly in your prayer time. If you have 428, uh, it's complicated. And can I tell you, they, we did this last year, right? There's someone who was giving me a testimony. Who was that? Was that Pastor Kathy? Or someone? Where the people on their whatever, on their list... There was one that they were like, this one is like a movule tree. And they had prayed. And the person came 
and Christmas production. Yeah. But very unlikely about Christmas production. They walked forward to receive Christ. And when they were talking to them out in the foyer, the person was, because this person was like, me, I will never get saved. They had vowed. But when they were talking to them, the person was like, even me, I don't know what happened. Yeah, but, yeah, he said, I also don't know what happened. I just found myself going. So let's trust God. Amen. Can you imagine all those? We are about a thousand here. Each of us have ten and we are praying faithfully. Imagine if God honored our faith by the end of the year. And God is going to surprise you because your love list is going to start collapsing very quickly. And you find you need to keep refilling it. Refilling it. Amen. Why don't we stand up? Oh, yes. You're blessed. What a blessing. For listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.